What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, I'm diving into the real reality of Housewives After Hours. I have Sasha from the Instagram account Housewives After Hours joining me on the pod today to pop her podcast, Cherry, to wax honest about her reality TV. We talk about everything from the challenge to flavor of love while bouncing all over the reality TV spectrum in the process. She tells us about the moments that led her to create content. And we talk about a whole lot of housewives along the way. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Hello. How are you? Oh, wait. I don't think my AirPods are connected. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, oh. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Just trying to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get you on that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking my call. Oh, no. I appreciate you asking me. This is Like I said, this is the first time I'm doing this, so... I'm a little awkward or whatever at first, just bear with me. Oh, it's all good. I appreciate you for being here. Now, tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV? You know, I want to say when I was much younger. Uh, I don't know the exact day or anything like that, of course, but uh, I've always struggled with anxiety and one good way for me to kind of get out of my head and you know, turn off those thoughts has always been television. And of course, um, I'm around like, <laughs> I'm older. So like in my thirties and reality TV. Hello. Are you not? Am I not? There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. Okay. So I don't know what you heard and didn't. <laughs> Um, you were saying that you're in your 30s, and then... And then, so, reality TV kind of became popular, it became, I can remember when The Hills came out, not The Hills, Laguna Beach came out, it came out when Mm -hmm. I was in high school, so, um, you know, that, I mean, that's not the start of reality TV necessarily, but I watched The Real World, all of that, so, I guess I've had a love for it for a long time. (laughs) Very nice. Can you remember the moment, the episode, or the season when you realized you had to make content about reality television? Um, you know, that came about in the last couple years, honestly. Uh, and it was really through friends. I always, I've loved Bravo for years now, like caught up with the housewives I can remember in college watching, you know, OC and New York and, you know, pretty much what everyone starts with, I guess. But, Uh. 
Hello. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I don't lock my phone, so I'm not sure why it's on. I guess when your phone goes to the lock screen, is that the issue? Yeah. Um, it's basically when you when your phone locks, it's going to cut the audio and it's going to disconnect you from the call. That's why I was saying um, with the do not disturb, off, off, can you can you also put your phone on do not auto lock because once the phone locks it's gonna cut the audio okay i thought you meant like where the passcode was <laughs> like because i don't i don't it, i have that set up like every four hours so i thought it was the same thing okay but i can just keep and i just make sure i'm like touching my phone <laughs> i guess yeah that's fine um but yeah you were saying about when you realized that you wanted to make content Okay, so when I realized that it was more so, I kept being the one to kind of send different Bravo stuff with the friends that I have a couple of friends that they're also huge fans and we would talk about it a lot, but I would be the first one to see the articles that popped up or know the latest news that was happening. And I was like, you know, I really love Bravo and I can talk about the housewives probably for hours or different thoughts I have about them. Um, and I guess, you know, it took me about a year for me to like say, okay, I'll create an account now. You know, I'll just venture into it because I'm not the most technologically savvy person, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure you can <laughs> tell from this tall alone. Um, but oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, why not try it out and see what happens? And so I created an account one day. It was actually real the first girls trip ultimate girls trip I like I think it was like housewives after dark or something but I liked that name and I was like I need to get that before someone chooses it which I chose housewives housewives after hours but because I thought that's what it was but still that's where I got it from and I was like okay it took about probably a few months after that for me to like post anything or do anything because I was like what do I want to do what's my angle because I'm still not completely sure about that you know right do you have an ultimate goal as a content creator um I would love to you know um kind of be one of those well-known accounts or be one of those people that uh the housewives or any Bravo celebrities interview with or uh, look to for commentary or anything like that or be invited to events or something like that. I don't know. Just I guess. I don't really have like a strong desire to do a podcast or anything but um, I don't know. Something along those lines. I'm like I would love for it to be a full time job. That would be great <laughs> one day. Mm. Nice. Do you have a favorite franchise? See, okay, that's a really hard question. A really great question. <laughs> um, They're only going to get harder from here, love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I would have to say that my top franchise is really three. And I don't know how I could pick from the three. I love Atlanta. I love New York and Beverly Hills. Like, to me, those are it and I have a hard time to choose between them that's perfectly fine you're allowed to have a top three (laughs) 
And speaking of tops, now I come from <laughs> hip hop, so I'm gonna ask you what your top fives are, right? Okay. Who are your top five housewives? Ooh, top five. Okay. Um, I would have to say first that comes to mind is Nene because who gave more lines and had better reads than her, right? Um, <laughs> iconic. Uh, I would say. Lisa Vanderpump, I think she kind of set a tone on Beverly Hills. Do I think some of that might have clouded her ego or, you know, whatever? Maybe so, but she was still great for TV. Um, top five. I would have to say, uh, I think we all love Bethany, you know, mm-hmm. or have at some point. <laughs> She's on two. Okay, two more. Um, that's really hard to choose. I gotta sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I gotta say, Sonia. I always loved her antics. I like. I think she adds a lot of fun. Um, and I guess I would put. I want to say Candy and Kyle are kind of on that level too for me. Like they kind of added there from the beginning. You know, just added a lot, but they don't to me always have the best storylines I can see that (laughs) do you prefer because you're a grown woman so you'll know what I'm talking about (laughs) do you prefer old housewives or new housewives and what I mean by that is do you prefer the type of housewives that was on television before Beverly Hills existed or the type of housewives that have come after Beverly Hills existed. Okay. Mm, also tough. I would have to say that I kind of prefer the old school Beverly House. I mean, not Beverly Hills, but Housewives. You know, I think there have been some, especially, you know, and this is does not pertain. So I think Beverly Hills was a great addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think those ladies that came before, it was really a big show are almost in some regards created a more authentic time because they didn't know it was going to be a big thing right like they didn't know wanted to be i don't know yeah they wanted to maybe be famous i think like new york got paid like what seven thousand dollars for their first year something like that who knows (laughs) so i don't know what do you like the new or the old I prefer the old school housewives for the same reasons you do. And, you know, I just, I prefer housewives or reality stars in general who don't necessarily know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like, but also the housewives before Beverly Hills, these were like real women. They weren't necessarily super wealthy. They were maybe upper middle class, but they were still like, you know, carpooling you know, embarrassing their kids, (laughs) you know, just regular ass moms, right? Yes. And then after Beverly Hills, these women walked in, and mind you, this isn't me downing Beverly Hills, this is me just noting the difference. When Beverly Hills happened, these women walked in with money, they walked in with millions of dollars, everyone drove a Range Rover, everybody drove a Rays, everybody drove a Rolls Royce, everybody had red bottoms and diamonds and Rolexes and you know like 
everybody was super opulently wealthy and I think that completely changed the type of housewife that came on these shows on that franchise and any other franchise after that I felt like after that every housewife that came on the show felt like they had to be rich they had to have red bottoms they had to be super wealthy they had to live in a 10 bedroom house and they had to be you know everything she 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 but before that the only real super rich housewives you saw were like Deshaun Snow, mm-hmm. Sheree on her way out of being that super wealthy. <laughs> yeah. We saw her downsizing from being that super wealthy. Yeah. Um, but like, we didn't see those super elitely wealthy gated community type of women. Like, it wasn't that serious. Like, Nene had a Motorola Razor her first. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> yes. And you can't forget now even, which I think they all did it at some point, but that, I like to call it the three, the third season glow up, you know, or that's a popular thing. <laughs> like yes, a- they all get new wigs, <laughs> their makeup gets better, they get new teeth, they start wearing red bottoms, like they start wearing Fendi, and like it just, they start getting that real money, and then all of a sudden they just turn into a whole new woman, child. They really do. <laughs> the very visible labels. You start seeing the the Louis Vuitton prints and the Fendi prints. And it's just obnoxious. It is. Chanel everywhere. I know. <laughs> Those Chanel earrings. I've seen a lot of memes about the how they don't wear them on the right ears or whatever. How they always wear the Chanel. <laughs> how many housewives can we put together of people who have worn those Chanel earrings backwards? <laughs> I'd probably be on that list. I don't want hate on that so much. I'd probably be ridiculous um but i'm too much of a virgo for that because i'd be like wait let me read this in the mirror does this say (laughs) chanel in the mirror or does this say nail shay (laughs) somebody the producer should have said something i feel like at some point (laughs) you know but like once they made it to the camera and it was backwards it was like oh <laughs> this is a toy. Too good. Yeah, like <laughs> this is too good. We we have to let this roll. I Love get that. that. <laughs> I would be the producer to say something and be like, "You don't want to switch your earrings? Why? <laughs> because I we don't know who Nail Shay is." <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, what makes a great housewife to you? You know, I I do think one of mine is something you mentioned. It, I like somebody who doesn't know exactly what they're getting into and I do find that harder as like you can see it in Salt Lake City is it kind of fun and interesting I do like it but Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can ever have you know we can't ever have New York like the beginning of New York can ever have that like people have seen the shows they've they know exactly what they're getting into now yeah like that's one good thing I like someone who's funny that can or witty rather you know mm-hmm. I, I don't always think that you and this is kind of controversial I don't think that you have to be a good person to be a good reality TV star sometimes that may make you a better one because you're more interesting to watch like don't get me wrong there's shout out no. to Omarosa <laughs> yeah like there's some things that should not happen but you know it just conflict is part of it like you have to be able to bring a little stirring of the pot you know you have to be a little bit catty sometimes I think not every one of them but you got to have that in there 
listen, there's a reason why the whole reality show Preachers of didn't work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We're only going to watch a show about five preachers for so long. I didn't even know that was a show. <laughs> I rest my cake. <laughs> now, oh, do you have a favorite Nene Leakes quote? You know, there's just so many, and part of this is hard because sometimes when I put it on the spot, I just can't remember it. But mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, what's a classic? Not, you know, not the white refrigerator, honey. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a good one. There's, there's just so many. And I think sometimes it was just how she looked at someone or, you know, kind of even dismissed them at times. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget, I guess, it's not really a quote, but when she was yelling at, I believe it was Portia, um, and her, like, bun was coming undone. (laughs) (laughs) And Marlo was trying to fix her bun, and she's sitting there cursing Portia the entire fuck out. I know, like, you can't, I mean, sometimes that's why I'm like, What? Who got you here? You at that table? Mind you, her bun is, like, in her eyelashes at this point. (laughs) I know. Her bun is a full-blown bang at this point, and she is just cussing her out. It is so funny. She earned that. I mean, I do think that, you know, it's unfortunate that she may never be back on our Bravo screens, you know? Yeah. I do hate that. I do, too. I'm, what do you think, and I know maybe you're supposed to be asking me questions, but, um... Oh, no, please, feel free. (laughs) I'm like, what do you think about Phaedra coming back to Atlanta like what are your thoughts there I have two very distinct thoughts about Phaedra returning to television and by the way we're having a conversation so feel free to ask me whatever you want (laughs) but yeah you're in a safe space so my first thought is that Phaedra is incredible television right Mm -hmm. There's no denying Phaedra is an amazing reality television star. Right. However, comma. <laughs> my other thought is that she is also a maniacally terrible human being. Mm, yep. <laughs> who will go to the lowest of lows for who knows what reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you know, there's a difference between saying somebody spends their weekends sifting through stern, through through sperm banks and peddling through catalogs, <laughs> accusing someone of being a rapist. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, like that's just, a level that's you know that's and then the woman is an thought. attorney. And she's always had questionable practices, like not knowing your own due date, allegedly, (laughs) or taking wads of cash from questionable men in the parking lot. Y'all forget about that. Like, Phaedra always been a little questionable. That's all I'm saying. Her doing this whole donkey booty workout tape. Say those words in succession and see if that sounds right to you. Just real quick. <laughs> say donkey booty workout tape and see how that sounds to you. <laughs> donkey booty workout tape. Yeah, I don't. It's not my. Do you want to buy that? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. What defines an unpopular op- uh, 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 opinion for you? 
Um, I guess, like, if, you know, you're reading, if you're tapped in and you're seeing what other people are saying or even friends and everybody's supporting one person or and you're not, like, I don't hate, like, right now it's popular to hate Rena. I don't hate Rena. I think that she had she should have stayed out of the Kathy and Kyle stuff to a certain extent. She should have dropped it. You know, there's things she shouldn't have done this season. I also realize like how hard it is to lose your mom, like, and all these things. But I just think that overall she does bring something. And people say that she doesn't. It's just not true. I mean, it's just not true. I'm not going to say she doesn't bring anything. I'm going to say she brings a level of toxicity and maliciousness that I just don't feel comfortable watching on television. But what I will ask you about, Renna, is how do you feel about somebody using their mother almost as an excuse for their really bad behavior? I'm not a fan of it, but I have been through that particularly like uh, my mother passed away a few years ago and I do know that during that time I wasn't malicious and I didn't necessarily do anything mean but I know that I wasn't myself like I know that I was you know a lot different than I am today even just for and even if it was just the year afterwards it was just it was kind of you know one of the things she says is that like she is trying to learn how to live without her mom and that is true do i think that she should be acting out the way she is no i don't and i don't think it's an excuse but i do have empathy for if it's really how she feels and i don't think that she doesn't feel great sadness you know like i don't think that she's not grieving I feel both sides of that. Like, I feel like, can you say that I'm not handling grieving well? Yes. Like, that makes perfect sense. But I feel like the way Rena displayed it, it was almost like a lack of ownership that Mm -hmm. I didn't like. And it was almost like you're passing it off on, like, my mom died, so I'm an asshole right now. Versus, I'm not handling a really traumatic experience very well, and I'm lashing out. Yeah. See how how those two things sound different? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I, it's just like a hot, like for me, I guess in my mind, I'm like, it's so touchy that I just can't, you know, I can't really determine, you know, I'm not in her mind. Like, I don't know. I do think like her lashing out still on social media says, does say something. I'm like, that obviously cannot still just be because your mother passed away you know I wish her and her family nothing but the best for that because like like I said I know that that is just truly a very difficult time to go through but you know posting this and that all the time is just not it's not helping you it's not helping us it's not helping anybody and the crazy part for me is the problem why I have an issue with her blaming her grieving for her mother's death for her bad behavior is because her behavior this season hasn't been any worse than it has been her other five seasons on the show. Yeah. Six, seven seasons on the show. Like, if you want to go back to when she first came on the show, she was attack she was attacking Kim for her sobriety. 
then she moved on to attacking Yolanda for having Lyme disease and then she questioned whether her children actually had Lyme disease then she brought up the whole thing about people doing coke in Dorit's bathroom and then it was uh Denise and you bring Denise on the show who you've had a 20 year friendship and then you turn on her and then you bring Sutton on the show and you're up her ass about being rich and being best friends with Gabbana for a whole season and then the next season you're specifically targeting and attacking her for what exactly yeah no I guess it's a bit much she's definitely showed a pattern of behavior and I do think like now do I think I'm going back to Vanderpump here do I think there was some scheme in there and her wanting some storylines to happen that maybe you know weren't really happening maybe so you know Mm -hmm. but you can't look back now and tell me that even at the time I didn't feel I'm like they weren't all that innocent on the other side you know like Oh, nobody was innocent. I don't think Vanderpump was innocent. I don't think Teddy was innocent. I I don't think Renna has ever been innocent. I don't think Kyle has ever been innocent. That's the thing. Like, I hold everybody accountable. That's why I'm... That's why I'm housewife human resources. Because I hold everybody (laughs) accountable. I I don't play favorites. I hold everybody... Everybody getting the ass with me. All the kids getting in trouble. That's fair enough. I respect that. I mean, I'm partial to some more than others, but I do like to look or try to make myself look at both sides. Like, like Diana was very polarizing this season. I could see parts of her that are probably good, you know, but overarching, it was just nastiness, you know? And that mm-hmm. is like, I'm like, I felt like she had potential to be a good housewife at some point. But then it I just, feel like on paper she made a better housewife than she actually turned out to be on camera yeah that's fair that's fair I, I feel like if you read up on who Diana is on paper you're like oh she's gonna be everything she sounds like a villain right out of a movie she's gonna be <laughs> incredible and then she got on camera and it was like wait this isn't it's like what we ordered versus what we got <laughs> very bad Yes. What are your Did thoughts you... on Crystal? I know you, I think you <laughs> spoke on her a couple podcasts ago. Oh, yeah. I've done a whole open letter to Crystal Kungamingov. Uh, I'm not a big fan of hers right now. I think that she has a lot of uh, she has a lot of accountability that she needs to take and I feel like she has a lot of self-work that she needs to do because I feel like the root of Crystal's issues is that she refuses to take to, to take accountability for her own behavior and for the things mm. that she says and does. So instead of just owning the shit that she does or says, she would rather just inflate the issue to be much bigger than it is to make herself seem like she was a victim in the, in the situation or to make it seem like it's not actually about her or what she did and said than to just take ownership and say, hey, maybe I just shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I just misspoke, or maybe I made it, maybe I was being dramatic. Things like that. I don't think so. I think there's just this whole, and I really don't think, I mean, she brought a little more towards the end of the season, but like, 
how much i'm like how does she still have a diamond like i just didn't even understand that to begin with <laughs> I'm like, listen i i think the, the root of her being a diamond holder on this show is who she's married to to be perfectly honest I think that because this show specifically is all about being famous and being connected already or like being connected to somebody notice how all the people who they brought on the show in the past few seasons we already recognize mm-hmm. Eden Sassoon or they were connected to somebody who they who we recognize Brandy Glanville Eden Sassoon Denise Richards Lisa Renna mm-hmm. Eileen Davidson um, all these girls and mind you the show was rooted in that Kyle and Kim Richards were were child actresses even Lisa was semi you know recognizable in Europe before she came over here Adrian Malou I knew who she was because I know the Malou's name but you get but you know stuff like that so I I don't know <laughs> yeah I get Beverly Hills, I think, is its own thing. I, I'm Obviously, I've thought a lot about it in the past couple of weeks because it's so, you know, fresh. The reunion, all that kind of stuff. But my real miss and thoughts are with, right now, are with New York. Like, I really am not so sure about the reboot. Like, I'm like, I get why it's happening in a sense. And I know it was... You know, they must have thought about it, but I don't know that I'm excited to necessarily meet these new ladies, you know? So, tell me your thoughts. Is it the fact that it's a whole new cast of women you don't know, or is it the fact that there are no women from the previous shows on the new friend? Like, 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 where does that, where does that hesitation lie? I think it's really both. Like, I, I think that part of these franchises, you know, one part of it, you know, is a little bit that these people are unrelatable. Like, they're not relatable to the everyday person, necessarily, you know? Um, but, so that's one thing. But also, let me think here. <laughs> I'm like, I want to, you, I've spent... 12, 13 years, like, loving those, you know, getting to know those people. Not every one of them has been on there for the whole time, but, like, Luann, Sonia, you know, like, spent years and years getting to know them in their lives, and I know they're having a spinoff, but it's just weird to me, which New York is definitely, it should definitely be a more diverse show. Like, it is a melting pot, and, you know, I don't know why it wasn't that way to begin with. You know, I'm not sure. But, um, so there are good aspects, but it's like, I don't know who those girls are. Like, I really don't know who any of them are. You know, I've read, like, certain things about them, like, you know, blinds or whatever. And I'm like, I just don't know you. I have no familiarity with you. Do I want to start over? Like, do I want... It's like a new relationship. I'm like, do I want... I just got left by this... 13 14 year relationship am i ready to start a new one like right (laughs) i completely feel you on that i think the biggest blunder in the casting of the new franchise for me is that we don't know any of these women on a grand scale like they like i feel like someone who could have been a great real housewife of new york is like vanessa williams 
Mm. or like June Ambrose, Bevy Smith. Like, there's so many women in New York. Why the hell is Ebony not there? Like, I just have strong, like, I don't know any of these women. And I feel like if you're going to force us to start over with a whole new franchise in a city that we've already come to know, the least you could do is give us women that we can already connect to. Mm. I feel like that's the biggest problem for me besides the fact that everybody's not there but it's the fact that we already have seen what real looks like so mm-hmm. like now that you're doing it again with an entirely new cast mind you this isn't the first time that they've shaken up the um cast like this in new york you remember a yeah. few years ago when they fired damn near two-thirds of the cast yeah and they put it on hold for a couple of years and it then they put it on hold for a long time as well but they still brought women back that you knew i mean it, there was at least that some some people you know a couple right. people and that just i mean it's been proven time after time i mean that's why they make sequels to movies people like what they're familiar with like right that's yeah. why there's a whole slew of live action remakes to all the animated classics that we love because people want to just watch the the shit that they know but maybe just a little newer yeah Yeah, I do think that I would feel better about it like you said if I could connect to someone if I could be like okay I know who that person is so maybe it'll be interesting to get to know them would I still miss the ladies I know legacy is coming but I just feel like it's going to be a different animal and it's it's never going to be New York again is what I feel like is happening like we're never going to get New York again like that is they will be do in New you, York. <laughs> do but, you think Legacy is actually coming? I do. I think that maybe not how we've been kind of told to think about or like how it was first presented, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's coming, you know? Because like, I think it's interesting that we have an entire cast announcement. Like, they, like it seems like they're getting ready to drop a trailer any day now, the way they acted. And the way they announced these folks at BravoCon. Because I think when they announced Salt Lake City at BravoCon, we got a trailer like within a month or so. I can't remember exactly. It's been at least three years at this point. But, (laughs) um, yeah, like, but we've heard Luann do interviews and she can't tell us a damn thing about Legacy. She can't tell us whether she's on it. She can't tell us when it's filming. She can't tell us when it's starting. I guess she's on it because they keep asking her about it. But there's been no confirmed cast. There's been no plans. Nobody's filming. We don't know whether... Well, we assume that it's going to be on Peacock because this one is going to be on Bravo. We're assuming. Like, it just... I'm almost starting to, like, subconsciously develop a conspiracy theory that maybe they just (laughs) said that they were going to do a legacy series just to, like, get the old people to calm down a little bit. (laughs) But they should also listen, right? Like, they should listen. I mean, I think it's coming down to, at times, they're listening too much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't always know what's good for them. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of against the Beverly Hills huge shakeup. It's just basically pump the it is now starting to regain some stuff but you know like I used to love OC and now I'm like 
I watch it, I guess. <laughs> you know? Like, I guess. <laughs> like, I do watch the episodes and I am excited for the upcoming season, but it's because mm. more OGs are back. Like, yeah. that's why I'm excited. So, in New York, of course, we lost that. But I do agree. Like, I want to know what's going on. And I think we all want to know. Part of me thinks they want us to be really excited about the new people, which, sure, great, give me something to know, and then mm-hmm. maybe I'll get excited about it. I'm like, but I'm just not ready to form these all new relationships. Like, two or three new relationships, maybe. <laughs> but six girls, seven girls, how many ever? I'm just not that excited, which I'll probably, I'll give it a shot, but... I'm more interested in legacy and I do want to hear about it. I'm like, I think it's time for y'all to tell us something, you know, tell us it'll be in 2024. I don't care. I think it's very telling that they got together an entire new cast of girls and still don't know what's going on with legacy. I think that is speaking very loudly to me because of the fact that like, y'all can't get together any facts about a show where y'all damn near had a built-in cast of characters where you didn't have to do nothing but send out one text message mm-hmm. and yeah y'all can now find an entire new cast of women mind you a diverse cast of women when y'all have had 13 years to cast diversity on this show and <laughs> never even tried yeah that says something to me. I don't know exactly what it says, but it's speaking real loud. And I'm trying to get a translator on the phone so they can tell me <laughs> what the hell they over here talking about at Bravo. This ain't making no sense. If you find out, let me know. <laughs> you will be the say. first person I call. <laughs> I'm like, let me know. I, I just need to know what's like. I think we all need to know. Like, true fans need to know what's going on with these women. Like, am I ever as crazy as she is and no she is not right for a lot of things that she said but am I ever going to see Ramona on my screen again I don't know that I completely don't want to see her again like Mm -hmm. she did bring things and that kind of ties into like how far do we let it go of someone who's not a great person you know like I don't know my lines there necessarily at some points like do we just make our friend role where she pops up every now and then and you just see her face and that's enough you know so let me help you try to figure that out (laughs) to you what's the difference between a controversial housewife and a problematic housewife Mm, I don't know I I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out maybe controversial is just they're not well liked but problematic Mm. is more they have said or done something that just is wrong (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like I want to say I guess Jen Shaw is problematic like obviously she has admitted or pled guilty to frauding people Mm -hmm. I think whereas Erica is controversial because Mm -hmm. she's nothing has been proved that she's done it she's involved with it there is there's stigma there but I don't know I guess those two people come to mind for me. I'm like, there's an admittance of guilt or a clear thing that you can point to and say, well, they did this really wrong, bad thing. Like, frauding old people or any people is just not 
it's not okay. It's not good. It's, it makes you more than just a bad person. When I say bad person, I mean like maybe they don't have the best moral compass, you know, but they're not necessarily frauding people. They're just like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Did you watch Bravo before Housewives? I, I don't know. Not a lot. I, I don't guess. Like, I, I watched, like, I don't know when it came on, but I watched, like, Patty's uh the matchmaking thing i can't remember the name right now and tabitha's takeover so i don't know if those were before housewives or after really yeah those were during the golden days of housewives and like the end of those shows were at like the very beginning of housewives so like back in the peaks of those days we had shows like the rachel's old project Mm. tabitha's takeover millionaire matchmaker kathy griffin's my life on the d-list the original Project Runway okay. those shows. That was before Housewives. And then towards the end of those, we were seeing like the end of Flipping Out and like Project Runway moved to Lifetime and Tabitha mm-hmm. was taking over all these other different places. And then Rachel Zoe had ended and then her assistant Brad Goreski had a spinoff. And then Kathy Griffin was not doing the, the, the um, show anymore, but she still had specials on there. And then she had a talk show. And then Housewives just just kind of took over, and then we got what little uh, ensemble reality shows we got based around Housewives schedules. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I watched some like of the original Project One Runway. I already mentioned Tabitha and Millionaire Matchmaker. I did not watch Rachel Zoe, but I think I also like there was like time periods back then I didn't have cable so anytime I had cable I was watching reality I always liked the challenge you know damn (laughs) it is I always thought it was fun it's a fun mix of like games and drama you know yeah I'm still waiting on them to reboot uh road rules I'm auditioning the next day (laughs) I know they should bring it back the day they bring back road rules I am first in line Yes, God. What's your favorite type of reality show? In terms like of... A, like, like, there's different types of reality shows, right? right? Like, there's a female ensemble type show. Well, well or I'm like, I can make an ensemble cast show, like a Housewives, a Jersey Shore, a Basketball Wives. Mm-hmm. Which really, Jersey Shore accounts for a, for a di- for a different type to me. So really, like a ensemble cast is like a Housewives, the Basketball Wives, Blacking Crew, um, and then there's like the dating type of reality show, like The Bachelor, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, those type of shows. There's the competition show, like The Dancing with the Stars, like The Challenge, like The mm-hmm. Drag Races road rules those type of shows and then there's social experiment where it's like the real world surreal life love is blind counts as a um social experiment um 90 day fiance even could could like count under that those are all different types of reality shows which one do you feel most drawn to i guess the ensemble cast and Mm -hmm. Then second to that would be the competition. I don't like really dating shows a lot. Like, I'm not big into The Bachelor. I've never... I think when I was young, there was this one guy that was like Andrew Firestone or something. And he was... 
a handsome man and all that. And I watched it that season. I was like in seventh grade. So like, mm-hmm. I haven't watched The Bachelor since then. I'm not. Uh, I think it's too che- almost too cheesy, which is weird. But I'm like, eh, it's too too much. I will watch the occasional Love Is Blind or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's interesting you mentioned The Bachelor, but you all mentioned Flavor Flav. I didn't really watch Rock of Love so much, but Flavor of Love is a different realm to me than necessarily The Bachelor. And I loved Flavor of Love. I mean, that was one of the, I don't want to say originals, but like when I was growing up, like I'm like, that was a big, you know. (laughs) It started a new generation of reality TV. Yes. It was totally like the originator of like what we know today is like OG reality TV. Yeah. Because like for me, Like, I grew up watching shows like The Swan, The Surreal Life, Mm -hmm. um, like, and I was a big fan of HGTV, so I was watching all of, like, those, like, design shows, like House Hunters, Curb Appeal, things like that. So, like, I had a really wide range of reality TV, but, like, my stand show was, like, Road That was the show that I would, like, punch somebody in the face if I was late watching it. (laughs) 100 percent. that makes sense i did growing up i liked real world like i always watched that but still i guess it's ensemble like a different but kind of or a social experiment that's like a social uh, that's like a social experiment meets an ensemble cast because it's an ensemble cast put in a social experiment environment like a big brother where it's like that's an ensemble cast but it's put into like this social experiment where like they all move into a house do you think that people which I'm sure you've seen that they're trying to do the surreal life again I haven't watched it yet but I want to I need to because like what (laughs) you know but do you think that a flavor of love or something of that caliber or like what was the tequila girl I can't remember Uh, shot at love with uh, Tila tequila yeah shot at love rock of love do you think that can be brought back like you know they're do well in terms of like the flavor of love type shows they're still doing those types of shows they're just on zeus network now and they're doing them with like love and hip-hop stars just like bobby lights from love and hip-hop miami he just did a show mama d from love and hip-hop atlanta she did a show chance from i love new york and then from real chance of love he did a show on zeus called one more chance all these shows live on zeus and like they're they're doing all of these like styles of shows where like they're obviously fake um but i can they be done yes do i think that we'll ever enjoy them in the same way that we enjoyed them the way they were back then no like i don't think that we'll ever get the the mysticism of flavor of love that like these shows that they're doing now we know they're fake we're too old for it now so like if so now if our kids are watching it that's one thing but us we're too old for that shit now just like they're trying to bring the bad girls club back we're Mm -hmm. too old for that shit now like we're sitting here wondering why y'all our age y'all in y'all 30s (laughs) and 40s and y'all out here fighting in the damn house like for what why are you snatching each other's wigs off we work too we know how much it costs to put these wigs on why are you snatching them off like like we understand that now so like uh so like the fans that you want to watch this show the 
the the offense that were watching the Bad Girls Club back in the eighth and ninth grade, we don't understand why y'all are doing this now. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's you get fair. what I mean. Yeah, it makes me a little bit sad though. You know, like I don't know. I just don't think you know if you think about it. Like, I mean, not that he may not be a great man, but like. Flavor Flav was the prize. Like, where are we gonna get a show like that again? Or like Rock of Love, that guy, the prize he was the prize. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't mm, that is not <laughs> I just I don't understand how we can make these shows work today. And like, mind you, the surreal life probably has a chance. Do I think it's going to be as good as it was back then? No. I just don't think because it was like the wacky, crazy shit that they were doing one on the surreal life the house that they were in like it was just it, like I, I think we're all too old for that to truly yeah. enjoy the to to, to 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 truly enjoy the fantasy of it now yeah. like now it's like too real cause like <laughs> yeah. back when they recorded Vern Troyer drunk and jacking off back in like 2002 we were like whoa that's so crazy if they recorded Lamar Odom drunk and jacking off now, <laughs> we would be like, this is really fucking bad, bro. <laughs> it really would be. Like, that was what I was about. That was what I was thinking. I was like, you know, it really would be kind of sad. Like, some of that stuff, like, surreal house, like, especially was kind of sad, you know, in a way. Like, because it's just like actors who careers didn't, you know, like, just didn't go anywhere. So they're just trying to do something. Like, to your point you know what show would literally break my heart if it ever came back today what celebrity fit club yep do you remember that i do i just don't i that would break my heart if that show came back today that's like other things i mean i think certain things you know like just it shouldn't it shouldn't be quite like it was like with Biggest Loser I mean we you know there's a certain level to you living a healthier life but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be stick thin or any of that crazy stuff you know that they did I feel like (laughs) the Biggest Loser today would be like forcing people to go vegan (laughs) like forcing people on plant based diets and like having them do, do like Pilates (laughs) like sit in like cryogenic chambers and get you know yoni scenes like I just don't understand like like y'all would have them doing laser treatments on fucking (laughs) the biggest loop nowadays it's like I don't just let it go yeah let it go (laughs) like I feel like (laughs) yeah cause, cause I feel like now like the winner of the biggest loser would like get a BBL or something. Like it's like what <laughs> is happening? Definitely. Anyway, have you ever heard of the game This or That? Um, I guess probably like you just choose like one or the you other. You can get with this or you can get with <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, very that. So I created a housewives version of okay. This or That, and I wanted to know if you wanted to play with me. Yeah, of course, I'd love to. Wait, Drew or Sanya? Drew. Kenya or Marlo? Ooh. Mm, Marlo. Kyle or LVP? Ooh. LVP. 
Monique or Candace? Monique. Jill or Bethany? Bethany. Gretchen or Alexis? <laughs> uh, Gretchen. Phaedra or Candy? Ooh, that's a... Mm. Told you they okay. were going to get harder. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'll get Candy. <laughs> Vicky or Tamara? Vicky. Kelly or Heather? Mm, Heather. Gina or Emily? Emily. Cynthia or Portia? Ooh. I have to go with Portia. I gotta love Cynthia, but Portia brings it more. I can't hear the name Portia without thinking about just this one clip. <laughs> Bole. That's all I think about when I think about Portia. <laughs> I'll um, send you the scene when this is done so you can watch what I'm talking about. Because it is just, there's this one scene of the Bolo season when when Kenya is just trying her best to get Portia to go off on her and Portia is just wearing her ass out like she's like I fucked Bolo I fucked Amanda made the pig I fucked everybody at the bachelorette party Woo! it was so good it was, <laughs> it's so funny to me yeah, yeah. every time I need cheering up I'll just go and watch that thing <laughs> Brandy or Denise? Denise. Camille or Renna? Uh, Renna. Crystal or Teddy? Mm, Teddy. Sutton or Erica? Erica. Bonus question. Okay. 818 Casa de Sol Vita Tequila. <laughs> um... I would say 818. Only because I've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I like it. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Do you? No, you're fine. I was just going to say, some of those are hard in that, like, like Sutton or Erica. You know, I'm like, I like Sutton. But there's just something a little more dangerous and appealing about Erica. Well, it's based on your own criteria. There are no yeah. wrong answers. <laughs> no one's going to boycott you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. You know, I mean, I don't think I'm big enough for that. <laughs> but, you know, one day I could be and they listen to it and they're like, oh. Listen, I talk <laughs> a lot of shit and I've had a lot of controversial opinions. I have an entire playlist on my YouTube channel called Racism by Bravo and ain't nobody came for me. I'm pretty sure you're safe. Because I be asking for smoke. I be asking for smoke. Like, I be like I be daring people to come to me. No one ever knocks at my door. Because I'm waiting for you. <laughs> They're probably scared. I'm always scared when people are like, come for me. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want to. Because <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I dare you. Y'all came for a 14-year-old child. I dare you to come for me. I'm 31 years old. I dare you to run my way. Shorty swing my way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I, I just, 
Did you just feel old too, or was that just? <laughs> yeah, I've been feeling like old. I just felt like I feel real grown because I feel like I, I just listed like two songs that I'm pretty sure most of my audience has never heard in their life. <laughs> well, that's what I thought when I was like, "Oh, Flavor of Love." I used to love that. <laughs> yes, like I'll go all the way back because I because technically I'm 31, but okay. I, but I feel like I age in dog years. Right? <laughs> okay. So really, I'm like 50 in real life, but whatever. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from reality TV? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah. When it comes to conflict, the best thing to do is address it and apologize. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, in a sense, don't take things too seriously. Good takeaways. I like that. Now, do you have children? No, I don't. Good. Wait as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'll be. 34 Friday and I'm still not ready. Happy birthday! Thank you. I'm Listen, like, oh. the biological clock is not real, especially now, <laughs> especially now, especially now oh, that you can freeze your eggs. Child, that biological clock does not exist. The limit does not exist, as Katie Hearing would say. I'm definitely not. I'm like, it's not, you know, I want to be a place where I am ready to not be selfish. And when I say that, I mean I you still be- got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. And I want to sleep and wake up if I want to. Like, you know? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, at the end of the day, when when you have children, you bring them into your lives. You don't necessarily form your lives around them, right? Right. Now, this is me speaking as the parent of an eight-year-old. So, I'm not just saying this blindly. I actually have experience. Okay. <laughs> but, um... You know, that's something that you have to be willing willing to compromise because it's not that your child takes over your life, but you compromise to incorporate something that important. Do you get what I mean? It's yeah. like when you're deciding whether you want to move in with a boyfriend. It's like, that's a big decision to give up that, that much of your space and your privacy and your alone time and compromising your routine and incorporating somebody else's feelings. It's the exact same thing. It's like... Do I want to actually cohabitate with another human (laughs) on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to children, it's like, do I want to be responsible for that person breathing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can live with a boyfriend that can take care of his own self and get his own damn pizza. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But a baby? Yeah. It's so much. I asked that question to say, how would you feel about your children working for Lisa Vanderpump? You know what? Uh, wouldn't necessarily, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. I don't necessarily, I've never heard that she really treats them badly or anything. You know, does she make some comments sometimes and I'm just like, eh, but I don't, from what I know, she promotes a good worth ethic and working from the ground up, you know, and I'm all for that. Well, here's the exclusive. She beats them in the boiler room. Now, how do you feel? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
completely joking. I'm completely joking. That's good. Now, how would you feel if that same child came to you and said that Bravo wanted them to test for Vanderpump rules? I would ask them to watch all the old seasons, see where all those stars are and what has happened to their lives, and then make a decision, depending on the age of the child. You know, if you're 18 and above, you should be, you know, you're not, you are adult, but not adult, right? So, um, in your brain. You're old enough to be trialed (laughs) as an adult, but you're not smart enough to actually pay your own bills yet. Yeah. So, I'd be like, I would like you to weigh this out as much as you're willing to, because it, I mean, I think at any age, but especially that young age, there's so much that can go wrong for you or mm-hmm. make one mistake. And I mean, like, you know, you're partying too hard and you decide you don't want to do that later. Like, you don't want to be a reality star. You don't want to, you want to go have like a corporate job, but here you are, you fought on TV and, you know, like, yeah, can't do those things later on. It's just going to be that much harder on you. Now, when your child looks you in the face and says, well, Kim Kardashian got, got famous doing a sex tape and now she's a lawyer. What are you going to say to that? I'd be like, that's an exception, not the rule. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good mother. Good parenting. Good parenting. <laughs> Work, sister. Because children try that slick shit all the time. And I'm like, um, excuse me, honey. That is not everybody. <laughs> no. Notice how everybody ain't famous. Okay? Right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know if I, when I was younger and, you know, in super good shape and all that. I'm like, I don't even know if anybody would have bought my sex tape. I mean, somebody would have bought it, but I don't think I'd be famous because of it. <laughs> I tell my kid all the time, listen, if, if, if it was that easy to be famous, she would be Blue Ivy right now. Go <laughs> sit down somewhere and hush. <laughs> Now, say that child has spent two seasons on Vanderpump Rules and they call you and say, hey, mom, I'm coming home for Thanksgiving and I'm bringing home my new boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. You open the door Thanksgiving Day. Hey, baby, how you doing? Hey, mama, how you doing? Here's my new boyfriend. It's James Kennedy. <laughs> how you feel? Um, I don't know that I would feel 100% great. I do love James, like, as a TV personality say things towards women that I do not approve of. Like, you should never comment on a woman's weight or anyone's weight. You you know, there's certain body things. I don't think you should shame anybody's because that's just, you know, it's just not, it's been done to me. I'm like, it's just not good for anyone. It's fucking gross, to be completely honest. It's literally (laughs) just gross. gross. It's like, there's no need in this day and age to, and it's always something people could change. I'm like, you can change your weight if you really want to and spend the money. You could change your nose or whatever like, you are not able to change your person like that easily I guess change the vileness about you like to make you make those comments you know like I don't think that especially coming from somebody who looks like a little too old twink like <laughs> like you're aging out of your twinkhood yet you're talking <laughs> shit about somebody's weight like yeah. you look like you're just a little too old to have a sugar daddy like <laughs> Calm down, James Kennedy. But he is hilarious. I would say. So I guess it would just really depend on, and also like, 
I know that he's has I don't know if it's like normal that he has like an addiction but I know he's struggle with substance abuse and that can be like a tricky road I'm not saying people don't recover and things like that but it does take a lot you know of time sometimes I mean people go to rehab what three four five times sometimes before they get there and some people never do you know it's not an easy thing is what I really mean so I'd be like do you really want to commit your life to that like yeah, like where are you and where is he? Yeah. <laughs> but if I think you he's could, funny. Oh. <laughs> For a one night stand, maybe, you know, like, I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, you know, if we didn't learn anything from James Kennedy, we we did learn that it's not about the pasta. <laughs> and we'll it's say not that. about the pasta. Yeah. But I do want to know how he feels about how those white Kanye comments are aging now. I know. I feel like that's not really brought up a lot. I would love to know how he feels about that now. Because he doesn't really say anything, you know, or he hasn't said anything. And I guess he wouldn't right now. But I wonder if that would be a question. You know, that would be a great question for he's on Watch What Happens Live or even the upcoming next season. Or he's on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, manifesting. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Speaking of manifesting. Thank you. If you got the opportunity to create your own show, would you create a show focused on your family or would you create a show focused on your friend group? Friends. (laughs) Tell me why. Because I have quite some characters as friends, you know, like kind of maybe a a Jack Taylor of the group and there's a, you know, Uh they get into some hijinks, maybe drink a little too much sometimes and you know, I don't know. There's just, I think it'd be more interesting that way. Nice. We all used to be servers, so. Used to be? Yeah. That, yeah, you sold me on the show right there. <laughs> I'm like, we you... all used to be sober, so. <laughs> the, the Greenland, set, get, get Andy in a camera. I don't know if it, servers, not sober. <laughs> huh? I said servers, not sober. We all used to be sober. I was no. like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like service industry. So. I was like, I'll produce. I was like, I'll produce this show in a heartbeat. Now that and would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. We're a friend group. We all used to be sober, but you know. <laughs> That's how I'll pitch it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're servers that used to be sober. <laughs> season one no Uh, um, if you could join a franchise of housewives or create a new franchise of housewives which would you do join one do you have a specific one um I kind of think New York okay I think they do glam and stuff but they're a little bit or at, <laughs> at the last season of course they did glam and stuff but they tended to kind of stay in the same realm of how they looked you know gotcha if you had the opportunity to work on a franchise of Housewives 
Would you want to produce the show? Would you want to cast the show? Or would you want to edit? I think that I would want to... It's hard between cast and produce, but I think it would be fun to cast. Mm. Now, what would you specifically be looking for when it comes to a franchise of Housewives? Um, I'd be looking for, you know, a couple of different things. I think it's, you need some women who have a, that softer side and have a, can be quick and witty, as I said, but you also do, I think now, especially like you want that woman that is dressed to the nines and has that big shoe closet and, you know, it's that you can envy and then I, I do think you need someone that can stir the pot but maybe not too much and that can change I think once you do get famous I do think there can be some changes there um, especially if you were just a normal person before so you know that can change how much they stir the pot but like it's kind of a natural maybe gossiper pot stirrer you know I dig that who is your favorite Housewives duo? Mm. Like currently or just like ever? Ever. Mm. Just hard hinting with these questions. You uh, know, I do what I can. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm currently manifesting a talk show. So, you know, laying groundwork and all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. I don't know if they're my favorite, but the ones that jumped to mind were Vicky and Tamara. Like, I really do think that they brought a lot together. I had a, mm. you know, dichotomy. Like, they were very, it made sense in a way. <laughs> um, what's another duo? I guess, really, I think Sonia and Ramona were a good duo. Like, when they would, like, go off on their little adventures or they had to have the same room that was always like fun to watch you know because yeah. they were silly together in a, we- a way that maybe they aren't that silly apart you know mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite is a duo that's not even on Housewives okay. it's not even a duo from Housewives it's Quad and Mariah from Married to Medicine okay they to me, I've never seen a better duo on television, on any reality show across any franchise. Quad and Mariah were the dynamic duo. Like, they were the Thelma and Louise, the Lucy and Ethel of reality television. Not even Lucy and Ethel, because one was kind of a sidekick to the other. They were more like Laverne and Shirley. Like... Yeah. Once again, showing my true age. And I'm sure none. They are truly like, they, they're, they're chef kids. They were truly chef kids. And it was painful to watch them fall apart. Still suck, but they're not friends. Yeah, I do. Th- I think that, I mean, I don't know that I'll ever be, I'll ever be a reality star. But I do think that those real relationships that do break up, whether it's friendship or even marriages that have to do that on TV, like, or because, or it comes because of TV, right? I think that's right. extra painful because it's like, 
this really could have been avoided in, in a lot of the cases. Like, there are some women um, that go on Housewives that I think have the intention of wanting their marriage to end, and that's why they go on it. You oh, know? I agree. But there's some that you're just like, man, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like, I think that Paul and Adrian, mm-hmm. I don't think they meant to break up. Because I love them as a couple. But they, but I also, going back and watching it, because now I do a second podcast with a friend of mine, Megan, where we go back and watch old episodes of Housewives and then we recap for the nostalgia of it all. Uh-huh. We went back and watched a recent episode of Beverly Hills and I was talking about how much I love their dynamic and then I went back and watched the episode and I was like, oh, they're really toxic. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're really toxic. Like, like she's literally saying like, I love him, but but I just but I just don't want to spend any time with him. Yeah. Like twenty minutes is too long for us to be in the same room with each other. I was like, that stuff used to be funny and cute to me because me and my husband are like kind of the bigger sins. But like it's not like that. Do you get what I mean? It was like, ugh, this was a lot more cringy than I remember. It's like they really want like they were like kind of breaking apart i don't think the show helped by any means yeah like i don't think it helped by any means because once the public saw like how kind of cringy they were it was like oh yeah we really don't like each other do we we thought this was cute at first huh <laughs> yeah damn where would you wear seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings where would i wear them i better be going to like the mid like i don't know to like Yes, the Met Gala. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they would need to be more expensive. If, but, um, honey, I'd be wearing them everywhere if I had any. <laughs> I love that. Because, lo- like, to me, that is a question that always gets one of two answers. It's either I will wear them everywhere. I'll wear them to the gas station. I'll wear them to Walmart. I'll wear them in in the bathhouse I'll wear them everywhere or it's I'll wear them in my casket only Mm -hmm. I won't wear them anywhere I won't I will wear them in my closet in my in my house behind a panic room inside of a safe like it's always one of those two answers there's never anything in between like oh I'll only wear them for special occasions or you know I'll wear them to a wedding (laughs) it's either I'll wear them everywhere or I'll wear them in the grave (laughs) I love that that's interesting. I guess I that makes that. sense. Is it because yeah, people are like, like scared they're gonna get robbed or like something bad is gonna I, happen? I wonder because some people are like, I would just be too scared to lose them. Like, like for me, I hear the term seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings, and all I can think about is Kim Kardashian diving in the ocean and then coming back up and she didn't have her earring. Yeah. That's all I can think about. The stroke that I would have in the water, I would stroke out and die right there. Y'all wouldn't even have to worry about finding the earring. Y'all would have to bring a defibrillator down there. I guess I think it would that, be a wrap. Yeah, I think of it like if I had the money to have seven hundred fifty thousand dollar earrings, then I'm a good like I can afford another pair, or at least afford to insure them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. 
Because I was like, Kim, you are that panicked and you don't have insurance on these earrings. Why did you feel so fancy free to wear these? And then on top of that, these earrings were that expensive and they didn't even have screw-on backs? <laughs> Jesus. Cheap ass. <laughs> anyway, God bless her. What's your favorite reality TV wedding? Hmm. I don't know. I can't really think of any that I just like. Like, whose wedding would you go back and watch again? Nobody? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, a lot of them ended in divorce, and now you're just like, ugh. Like, um, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... I don't know. I don't, I don't guess nothing comes to mind at all. <laughs> That's fair. The only one that I would want to probably... Uh, the one that I would probably say is my favorite is probably Denise Richards' wedding because it was so... She didn't even give a fuck about her wedding. Like, it was... Like, it was so carefree. It was so casual. Like, she forgot what time she was supposed to get married. <laughs> she wore a fucking romper with a piece of lace around her hips and was like, let's go. Let's just get married. Fuck it. Like, yeah, we just decided to throw together a wedding next Tuesday. Like, it was a fucking dinner party. Like, it was amazing. I love that it was that casual. I can see that. That was great. I mean... I think Denise did really, you know, she added some carefreeness. I liked that part of her. Yeah, I liked that specifically. Now, what do you think was the worst breakup for you? You know, I think one that was really hard uh, to watch at the time was uh, Mario and Ramona because it seemed like they were so in love. You know, like it seemed like they would last. I don't know why I think about Mark and Ramona, and I think about Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelo. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? Like, that just, for some reason, those two couples are, like, the same people to me. Like, you've never seen them in the <laughs> same room at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that one, but. I don't know why I see that. Like, I don't, because I, I don't think that either one of them looks like either one of them. Yeah. At all. But for some reason, I think about Ramona and Mark, and I think about Mark Consuelos and Kelly Ripa. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I was just trying to figure out, am I the only one, so that I wouldn't feel so completely crazy? <laughs> we all do it. Maybe not with this, those particular people, but we all do it. Because that's one I don't even understand. Like, usually I can, you know, give you some thinking behind these weird-ass opinions that I have. That one, I'm just like, it's just one that I have. I just, I, there's no rhyme or reason. Just what I think. I said what I said. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good one, too. Very good. I have two more questions for you. Okay. If you could cast your Ultimate Girls Trip cast, mm-hmm. who's on the cast and where are they going? Okay. That was technically two questions in one, but that counted as two questions. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Um, maybe Turks and Caicos. I don't know. I would have Mm -hmm. who hasn't been on. I would have Sonia on it. I would have Have whoever you want. It's your show. (laughs) I'm like Sonia. Um, I can't think of anybody else. (laughs) Sorry. Now I'm coughing. You're fine. Um, bless you. 
I want Dorinda on another trip. I'm not going to lie. I mean, she's crazy, but I love, I love crazy. Dorinda. <laughs> I do love that. I thought that later. I was like, I should have said her as one of my top because I really do. I really do love Dorinda. Um, I guess I would want Nini there. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Portia. They seem to be getting along right now. So those two. Uh, or that's four. How many are on Girls Trips? Like six or seven? Catch uh, however many. It's your show. <laughs> I'm like 25. No. Um, We're going to cast two two franchises worth of Housewives. Get into yeah. it. Into, uh, We're going to have a Bravo con of Housewives. I would want to see Erica there. And maybe uh, Sutton. Okay. Because okay. I feel like that would be a weird dynamic, but also a good dynamic. Like, they've had some fights throughout the, those different people, but they also came back together. I don't know. It seems like the weirder the, the dynamic, the better the show. Because yeah. it seemed like season one, that cast made sense. I was like, I could realistically see them going on a trip together. Okay, cool. Season two, it was like, where did you, did y'all just throw names in a hat? <laughs> Yeah, it was. And just, like, it was like, y'all are picking lottery numbers. Like, how did y'all put this cast together? But it but it was the better season. It was so good. Yeah. Because it had all the people that used to cause the, or have caused drama or had great one-liners. Except for Jill. I mean, I do like Jill. It's not that I don't like Jill. But I just didn't feel like she added that much either way. Mm-hmm. You know? I do think that Cynthia needs a redemption trip because she was upset on hers, and I, I feel like she's usually fun and free, and that's the Cynthia. She need a trip without Kenya. Yeah. Now, my last question for you is the ultimate housewives question. Okay. It's the question that everybody gets asked, whether you're on housewives, have been on housewives, everybody gets asked this question. Okay. What's your tagline? Oh, <laughs> I should have known that. Um, known that this was coming. I should have, and I did not prepare at all. <laughs> it's the ultimate housewife question. I know it is. They don't get to choose their own always, though. Uh, <laughs> they don't, which is crazy. Uh, my my favorite taglines were the ones when they just clipped a bite from something they said in the season. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. I really, I can't think of one. I'm like, can I get back to the? Can I get back to you? Absolutely. <laughs> I I will send you a link where you can send me a voicemail, and then I'll just add it into the end of the episode. Okay, that would be great. Cause I really sometimes when I put on the spot, just like my mind is gone blank. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> that is perfectly fair. I understand. I'm like, do I know words? Do sure. I? What English? <laughs> what is that? What's going on there? I completely feel you on that. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking me. I've had fun and you definitely made me feel welcome and warm to talk to. So I, you know, I'd do it again. Thank you. Say it wasn't that hard, right? No, it wasn't that bad. I'm glad you had a good time. I enjoyed you. Make sure you let the people know where they can find you and all of your stuff. Okay. 
Oh, oh, like right now or? Yeah. Okay, so um, let me. Oh, I want to look at mine, but I, housewives underscore after underscore hours um, on Instagram. That's all I have right now. So follow me there for any hot Bravo. I guess opinions. I don't know that mine are all that hot, but I'm getting there. I'm getting hotter. I'm warming up. You're warming up, and that's all that matters. You were in the game, and that is all that matters. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Always remember that. For sure. And I would love to have you back back on on the pod at some point. I do a segment on my show called Reality Recap, where I have friends of the show come back. And they just talk about recapping their reality, what's been going on with them and their content, what shows have they been watching, whether it's been old shows, new shows, current shows, past shows, just just whatever shows they've been watching. And we just shoot the shit about what's been going on in the news and the blogs and the Twitter things and things of the things. So it's just a casual chat. Okay. I'd love to. So, you know, next time you need someone to fill a slot, just let me know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I will be sliding in your DMs to talk soon. All right. Great. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye, love. Bye. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Sasha from Housewives After Hours. I hope that you guys loved this conversation and enjoyed her on the pod as much as I did. Make sure you guys go and subscribe to her Instagram account at housewives underscore after underscore hours and keep up with all of her content. Leave her positive comments and let her know that Sean Ellis Rogers sent you. With that being said, I hope that you guys enjoyed today's show and I hope that you guys are excited for what else is coming up this week. Make sure you guys are subscribed, hit the notification bell, leave us a five-star review, do all of the things that the thing to thank the things. Follow the pod on social media at Real Reality Realness, the sister pod at housewiveshistory.ms. We have a new episode out, by the way. And make sure you guys follow me and Megan, follow everything, keep up with us, and just show us some love. We could always use it. Now, with that being said, I appreciate you all for being here. I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. I want you guys to make sure that you guys always be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love you. Bye. Peace.